episode 27, your vision board. Welcome to Monday Motivation. My name is Dickie Arma. I run a few different online businesses focused on domain names, funky cool email services, and brand licensing. I'm an author and a keynote speaker. I love life, I love people, and I love helping people. It's what drives me. Each week, I bring you motivation, inspiration, and business advice to help you make huge improvements to your business, your happiness, your success, and your life overall. Thanks so much for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Let's get started. In episode 17, I talk about visualization. It's crucial that we see a picture or movie in our mind's eye of ourselves having and being and doing what it is we want to have, be and do. But it's sometimes hard to conjure up the images that we need in our mind. Some of us aren't naturally gifted when it comes to seeing clearly in our minds. It takes practice and to be honest, how many people actually ever really take the time out to spend on goal setting, focus and concentrating on the images that we keep and play through in our minds? Not many of us at all. But I think this is one of the major tricks that we miss. I think most people don't even know what it is that they want in life and are too quick to accept that this is it. This is their lot in life. I call them the Coronation Street Brigade. You know, those people who do the nine to five and then come home, have dinner and sit down to watch Coronation Street, go to bed and do the same all over again the next day. For my American viewers, Coronation Street is a well-known and well-watched soap opera here in the UK. I think people are too accepting of mediocrity. They think such is life. This is me. This is my lot in life. It's like the corridor of life. We all walk along, but most people just plod along, not noticing all the amazing doors of opportunity that are constantly opening for them. They're too busy moaning and complaining about their lives to see that there is an abundance of choices out there. I, on the other hand, walk briskly along my corridor of life, looking at all the doors and trying the closed ones to see if they'll open. And of course, when one does open, I'll look at the opportunity behind it and see if I think and feel that it's one that I should grab with both hands, if it's one which might help take me closer to my goals. You have to know what you want in life and be open to receive every opportunity that comes your way that might take you closer to your goal. My dad was born in 1932 in the roughest part of the UK in those days, the Gorbals in Glasgow, Scotland. His family were very poor and you could argue that there weren't too many doors of opportunity for my dad. But he knew that there was more to life and luckily, I use the phrase loosely, the teddy boy gang that he was in had a rough fight with another gang. I found lots of information about the Glasgow gangs on Wikipedia. Do a search for Glasgow Razor Gangs, R-A-Z-O-R, Glasgow Razor Gangs, and you'll see how rough that area was in the 1920s and the 1930s. Dad was really affected by all the fighting, that he vowed to escape Glasgow to find a better life in London, where my uncle Andy, Dad's elder brother, had gone a few years previously. 
He could have just accepted his lot in life, but Dad knew that he wanted to be successful and do something with his life, so he up sticks and headed down to London. He became a successful car salesman and then sold advertising in magazines and went on to become a director of the Straits Times, Singapore's main English-speaking newspaper group. And when he died, he was chief executive of Marshall Cavendish in Soho, London. Not bad for a boy from the Gorbals was one of Dad's favourite expressions. John Asaraf has used vision boards for years and he tells a great story in The Secret, the book by Rhonda Byrne about moving into a new house. His son's helping take things out of the removal boxes and finds one with lots of John's old vision boards in. His son takes out one of the vision boards and asks his dad what it is. John Asaraf starts explaining and then just stops in his tracks mid-sentence. The house on the vision board was a house that John had dreamt about living in. He suddenly realises the new house that they just bought and were moving into was the exact house on his vision board. He hugs his son and just bursts into tears. That's the power of having a vision board. John Asaraf had moved into the house that was on his vision board. Monty Roberts, who I mentioned his story in episode 12, Don't Let the Dream Stealers Steal Your Dream, about his school project. He had a dream and a vision which he'd written down and drawn out for his school project. He wanted a 200-acre horse ranch with a huge mansion in the middle of it. He created that vision when he was still at school. Many years later, he achieved that goal and now holds many of his clinics working with people and horses within his 200-acre ranch in California. Michael E. Gerber talks about how most small businesses don't have a picture of what the finished business looks like. Think about it. Think about the business that you run or work in. What's the big picture? What's it going to look like in five years, 10 years or 20 years time? I bet you've never really given it a huge amount of thought, but you should. You should know what the finished picture of your business looks like. Are you running a lifestyle business which pays you and your family enough to live a comfortable life? A friend of mine runs a web design business and she loves what she does and it affords her just what she needs to do with what she wants in her life. She'll never be rich, but she doesn't aspire to be rich. Or are you creating a business which you want to grow and have loads of staff and one day launch on the stock market or sell? Decide what it is you want and start creating a vision board. Find pictures and photos of all the things that you want to have in life, all the things that you want to do in life, and have it on the wall in your office. Keep the picture in your wallet or even on your bedroom ceiling. Jack Canfield tells the story of how he wanted to earn $100,000 a year. So he created a $100,000 bill and he stuck it on his bedroom ceiling. Every morning this was the first thing he saw and every night it was the last thing he saw before switching the bedroom light off. Now I'm probably breaking every copyright law under the sun so please don't tell anyone about this episode but here's a quick excerpt from The Secret where Jack tells the story about his $100 bill. The Secret was definitely a real transformation for me because I grew up in a family where my dad was very negative, thought that rich people were people that had ripped everyone off thought that anyone who had money, you know, must have deceived somebody. And so I grew up with a lot of beliefs about money, that if you had it, it made you bad. You, you know, only evil people have money. And, uh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. That was the big one. Who do you think I am, Rockefeller? That was one of his favorite phrases. So I grew up uh, truly believing that life was difficult, that it was hard, you had to struggle. And it was only when I met W. Clement Stone that I literally began to shift my life when I was working with Stone. He said, I want you to set a goal that's so big that if you achieved it, it would blow your mind. And you would know it's only because of what I've taught you 
that you would have achieved this goal. Well, at the time, I was making about $8,000 a year. And for some reason, I wanted something that was really measurable. So I said, I want to make $100,000 in a year. And I had no idea how I could do that. I saw no strategy, no possibility. But I just said, I'm going to declare that. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to act as if it's true and, and release it. And so I did that. And uh, one of the things he taught me was every day to close your eyes and visualize the goal as if it's already achieved. And I had actually made a $100,000 bill that I put on the ceiling. So the first thing I'd see when I woke up, I'd look up and there it was. It would remind me that this was my, my intention. And then I would close my eyes and visualize having this $100,000 in your lifestyle. And interestingly enough, nothing major happened for about 30 days. You know, I didn't have any great breakthrough ideas. No one was offering me more money. And all of a sudden, I was in the shower, it was about four weeks into it, and I had a $100,000 idea. It just came right into my head. I had a book I had written, and I said, if I could sell 400,000 copies of my book at a quarter each, that would be $100,000. Now, the book was there, but I never had this thought. And one of the secrets, I think, is that when you have inspired thought, you have to trust it, and you have to act on it. Now, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how I was going to sell 400,000 copies. We'd never done that. And then I saw the National Enquirer at the supermarket. I had seen that millions of times, and it was just background. And all of a sudden, it jumped out of me as foreground, and I thought, wow, if readers knew about my book, certainly 400,000 people would go out and buy it. And about six weeks later, I gave a talk at Hunter College in New York to 600 teachers, and this lady comes up at the end, and she says, That was a great talk. I'd like to interview you. Let me give you my card. And I said, who do you write for? I'm a freelancer, but I sell most of my stuff to the National Enquirer. You know, and I had this little theme from the Twilight Zone went off my head. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like, oh, this stuff's really working. So that article came out, and uh, our book sales started to take off. But the point I want to make is that I was attracting into my life all these different events, including this person. And to make a long story short, I did not make $100,000 that year. We made $92,327. But do you think we were, like, depressed and going, this doesn't work? No, we were going, whoa, this is amazing. And so my wife said to me, wow, if it works for 100000 you think it would work for a million. And I said, I don't know. I think so. Let's try it. My publisher actually wrote me a check, as a royalty check, for our first Chicken Soup for the Soul book. And he actually put a smiley face in his signature because it was the first million-dollar check he'd ever written. And so... I know from my own experience, because I wanted to test it, does this secret really work? And when we put it to the test, it absolutely worked. And now I live my life from that every single day. Isn't that a brilliant story? So this stuff really works. If you haven't read The Secret, I urge you to get a copy. The audio version is great for listening to in your car or on your iPhone. And the DVD is brilliant. I urge you to get a copy and watch it. Go to www.thesecret.tv, thesecret.tv, to find out more and get yourself the book, DVD, or CD audio. A few years ago, we launched a new business called My Brand Email. One of my visions was to go to Las Vegas to host a sales meeting. So I stuck a photo of the Vegas Strip with all the hotels and lights at night on my vision board. And if I'm completely honest, I didn't really think it would happen for quite a few years. But vision boards and dreams are powerful things. By pure chance, or maybe not if you believe in the universe, bringing you what you need when you need it. I went to a huge brand licensing show in October 
that year in London, and it turned out to have a sister show which is five times larger in the US. The show in London was just incredible. I went along with two of my sales guys for the final two days of the show, and we made so many seriously good connections. Meetings lined up with the likes of Hello Kitty, Nickelodeon, The Beano, Ardman Animation, Doctor Who, The X Factor, Endemol TV, Warner Brothers, CBS. The list goes on and on. And because the show in London was so awesome, we landed some really big deals. And we're now doing businesses with business with Nickelodeon. We do their MTV email. We've got CBS as a client for Star Trek. And we ended up going to the Expo in the USA. And yes, you guessed it. It was in Las Vegas in June the following year. So less than a year after I'd set that vision, that goal of going to Vegas with our sales team. And I realized that dream and vision for the business. How cool is that? And the following year, we actually had a stand at the Expo in Vegas and we exhibited and we landed some huge deals and we had the best time ever. In the days of the yuppie back in the early 1990s, electronic organisers were all the rage. They had an address book, calendar calculator, a memo function and a to-do list function along with a few other things. Everything you get on your smartphone these days and way more. But I had one and it was made by Sharp and it had a lid which opened to reveal a small LCD screen and lots of buttons. The inside of the lid had loads of text which was a kind of shortcut guide for what each function key did. At the time, I'd written down a goal that I would be the proud owner of a red Porsche 911 Cabriolet with black leather by the 20th of August 1993. I decided to stick on the inside of the cover of my personal organiser a photo of my Porsche 911 Cabriolet, so each time I opened my electronic organiser, I saw my car. The only decent photo that I could find was from a magazine. Remember, this was the early 1990s, before the World Wide Web was really up and running, and over four years before Google had even registered their domain name. So I couldn't find photos on the internet. The photo I used, I cut out from a magazine, and it was a yellow 911 Cabriolet. Within nine months of sticking that photo inside the cover of my personal organiser, I owned my very own Porsche 911 Cabriolet. Now, mine was red, which is the one that I wanted, and not yellow. Yellow is my favourite colour, but I could never seriously own and drive a yellow car. But seeing that car every day on my organiser kept it focused in my mind, and my subconscious mind found a way for me to get mine. So this week, think about your goals. And those of you who've been subscribing to this Monday Motivation podcast for a while now will have no excuses here. You should have your goals clearly defined. I want you to create a vision board based around your goals and dreams. Find images and photos and pictures which get you excited and motivated about your goals. Think about Jack Canfield's story. And if it moved you, then think about creating your own £100,000 note or £50,000 note, or maybe even a £1 million note, and stick it somewhere where you'll see it every day. This stuff really works, and I promise you by creating your vision board and having a photo of your goals and dreams close to hand, you'll stand a much better chance of achieving them. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my Monday Motivation Podcast. Please do me a huge favour. Please go to iTunes and leave me a review and let me and others know what you think. I'd really appreciate it. You can connect with me everywhere on social media. I'm lucky with a name like mine. Just search for Dickie Armour and you'll find me. You can check out the links in the show notes too. 
Until next time, take care and thank you so much for listening. Dare to dream big dreams and go out and make it happen today and every day. Thank you.